you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino, the podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I am here with his cousin, Chip. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and see what they're all about because he likes them. So, so far, we've liked them. I keep asking Chip and Chip's like, I don't know. And I'm like, can't you just pick one? And he's like, Rolling Thunder. And I'm like, can't you pick any of the other ones that you enjoyed? And he's like, The Killer, The Killers, I mean. And no, that's a no. He forgets that this is an audio medium. No. <laughs> um, I don't know why he can't pick other. I think you like Nickel Ride other than the uh, the transfer of it. Yeah. But speaking of Nickel Ride and Rolling Thunder, I didn't even mean that, but what a great segue. Uh, Linda Haynes passed away last Friday. And it was weird because we just did the Nickel Ride and I was just saying on the Nickel Ride that like, oh, it would be cool if, quentin like got her and william devane or whatever to be in the sh be in the movie or something yeah. it'd be really cool and then uh after i post the show then like a couple hours later i'm like oh shit she died yeah so, but she had a long life mm -hmm. and an added listener opinion for the nickel ride by ian lynch passarelli on twitter said quote i absolutely love the setup of this movie Pretty much Cooper having these conversations with all these different people for most of the first half of the film. Brilliant dialogue, tragic ending. So, yep. end quote. It's like, yeah, for sure. Subscribe to us. It's always weird coming out of my mouth. Subscribe to us wherever <laughs> you get your podcast. After subscribing, leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Are you ready to get into the show? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I got, uh, I got Turner Classic Movies intro, so uh, here oh, it is. Okay. Eddie Muller, a.k.a. the Czar of Noir, welcoming you back to TCM's Summer of Darkness. Tonight's films all feature tough guys, and in crime fiction, few characters were tougher than Mickey Spillane's private eye, Mike Hammer. I was once at a film festival with Spillane, and I asked him, how does it feel to be one of the best-selling authors of the 20th century? Well, he turned on me almost like he was going to throw a punch and said, don't you dare call me that. Don't use dirty words around me. Author. I'm a writer and just a comic book writer when you get right down to it. Well, true enough. Mickey Spillane began his career writing comic books, and his critics would say he never outgrew it. But in the 1950s, he became, dare I say it, a literary sensation when he created a series of paperback novels crammed with sex and violence featuring the exploits of a commie-hating private dick named Mike Hammer. For most movie fans, and especially aficionados of noir, the best movie adaptation of a Spillane book is the one we're about to see, Kiss Me Deadly. It was made in 1955 by up-and-coming director Robert Aldrich, and it quickly garnered a reputation, especially in France, as the ultimate Cold War crime film. Spillane, however, 
hated it. All that remained from his original novel, he said, was the title. And while that's an exaggeration, it's true that screenwriter Buzz Bazarides took great liberties with the story, changing it from a plot about drug peddlers to one about the theft of high-grade plutonium and the risk of all-out nuclear Armageddon. Bazarides only took the job as a lark. He hated Spillane's books and thought Mike Hammer was a detestable character, so he intentionally made Spillane's hero a selfish simpleton way out of his depth. But with the casting of Ralph Meeker, the character got far more charisma than he may have deserved. Meeker's performance is cold and callous and thoroughly modern. He wouldn't be the least bit out of place in a Quentin Tarantino movie. From its backwards rolling titles to a controversial climax that's had its meaning debated for decades, this film turned the detective genre on its head and bounced it up and down a few times for good measure. Is it a serious statement on American arrogance? or merely a writer and director having some fun. You decide. From 1955, here's Mike Hammer on the trail of the great what's-it in Kiss Me Deadly. Kiss Me Deadly, 1955. The plot, a doomed female hitchhiker, pulls Mike Hammer into a deadly whirlpool of intrigue revolving around a mysterious great what's-it. Uh, end quote. Now Chip knows why it was called What's-It. That's the exact thing, same thing Chip read last week. And Chip was mm -hmm. like, great, what's it? I think they misspelled that. I think they wrote something <laughs> wrong here. And it's like, no, they couldn't tell you the plot of the film because then you'd be like, oh, I know where it's going. You know. Yeah. Starring Ralph Meeker as Mike Hammer, Albert Decker as Dr. G.E. Soberin, Paul Stewart as Carl Avello, Wesley Addy as Lieutenant Pat Murphy. I love how he keeps taking his cigarettes. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Maxine. Yeah, Maxine, I think, except for the last time when he's like, fine, you gave me the key, you can have this. Yeah. Uh, Maxine Cooper as Velda Wakeman, Jack Lambert as Sugar Shug Smallhouse, Jack Elam as Charlie Max. If you're Chip and I, you know him from Cannonball Run. If oh, you're yeah. me, you know him from Once Upon a Time in the West. Gabby Rogers as Lily Carver slash Gabrielle. Nick Dennis as Nick Vavaboom. And Cloris Leachman as Christina Bailey. So this was her like uh, acting debut. Yeah, that was awesome. If you, if you know um, Young Frankenstein, you know Cloris Leachman. If you know other things, you know Cloris Leachman. Uh, mm -hmm. Written by Mickey Spillane wrote the novel Kiss Me Deadly, and A.I. Bezeridis. Bezeridis. I knew I'd fuck this up. Bezeridis. <laughs> B-E-Z-Z-E-R-I-D-S. Uh, did the script so okay. he though it made no effort to follow the book's convoluted plot though both are structured around a search for a mysterious box so the mm. book they say there was other things in the book but the book follows like this mafia thing mafia uh -huh. plot this one follows like more intrigue and espionage type stuff yeah and it's directed by robert aldrich who quentin is one of his favorite directors he likes him a lot and he likes like we said um uh meeker ralph meeker he likes him a lot hmm. chip didn't put his thing on do not disturb how dare you his wife is like me and she sends him like here's another reel here's a dog my wife's like you put that fucking phone in my face one more time i'm gonna fucking shove it down your throat i'm like okay okay <laughs> 
Yeah. Cause I send her all these things and then she gets home. I'm like, did you, did you see that? She's like, not yet. I'm like, well, you need to. And then she'll be like, Oh, that was funny. And I'm like, what did I send you? Or I'll be like, Oh, this one was funny. And she's like, Oh, or chip. And I'll send something that I've already seen, or probably you've already seen. And we mm -hmm. just go, okay, like, or love, whatever. Anyway, not about us, about the movie. You ready <laughs> to get to some listener opinions? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. Plastic Static Sound on Instagram wrote, quote, I love this film. It used to play on a local horror host show every other Saturday, it seems. But my wife and I didn't own a copy until she won the Criterion DVD on a WFMU fundraiser years ago. It will always have a place in our hearts, end quote. Patrick on Twitter wrote, best private detective noir this side of out of the past. Is that on Twitter? I don't know. But out of the past is a good one. But I was thinking that was from Instagram as well. Uh, Movie Mad Motto on Twitter wrote, quote, probably in my top 20 noirs of all time, end quote. Ian Lynch Passarelli on Twitter wrote, first in our group chat, he wrote, quote, Philip, I just added some comments under the post from last week. God damn this movie. Fucking amazing. Pardon my French film, buds. I'm going to be revisiting this a lot, I think, end quote. And then he wrote in the comments, don't know why it took me so long getting around to seeing this. This film is often discussed in film school as it was a big influence on Godard and Truffaut and the French New Wave. Also, I was really struck by the story behind the actress who plays the jazz singer. Maddie Comfort apparently was a lover of George Haddell, a prime suspect in the Black Dahlia murder. Pictures of Comfort nude and with George Haddell were found during the investigation. Her husband, Joe Comfort, a bassist, played with Nat King Cole and Lionel Hampton. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then he said, this film contains probably one of the most interesting MacGuffins that I've ever seen in a film noir. An absolute brutal film noir. This is shockingly violent for the time. Mike Hammer has to be one of my favorite film PIs. In the search for truth, Hammer makes the realization that corruption is literally everywhere. End quote. So he wrote that in like 45 different comments. No, it was, uh, it was great. Um, so this is something where I was like, yeah, Mike Hammer, like, you know, the, the writer of the novel was like, I didn't like what they did with the movie, but I liked it. And I like Mike Hammer. I like this guy playing Mike Hammer. Like, I like how he's just, I'll get to it in my notes, but where he's just like, there's a bomb in the car. And he's like, can you what, pop the hood? He's like, don't, don't turn that on. It's just not, not like, no, he's just like, don't, don't do that. And the guy's like, oh, no. And he's like, no. And he goes, pop the hood. Okay. Check. No. Over on the other side. Like not. It's almost like he walked out with a cup of coffee, like drinking his coffee. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, just check. You're like, oh, my God. But yeah. that and just the way he interacts with everybody and like kissing that girl at the at the party and just like kissing her. And then she goes in for another one. He's just like, okay, this is my way into the house. Fine. Yeah. So, you know, she's like seconds. And he's like, sure, why not? Exactly. Uh, you ready to discuss this thing? Let's do it. All right. So I love the way this movie starts. Get you right mm -hmm. into the action. Like you're like, what's this girl? She's barefoot in a in a uh, overcoat, and she's just running down the street trying to flag people down. And really cool. 
I love it. Well, and, and it was cool because it was, I knew that she was in the movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that this, this, like this part was going to be it. So right. when the first thing you see it is her, I was like, Holy shit. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when you're watching the intro too, it's basically saying like an introducing and it, you know, said like three names of the girls or whatever like that. And I was like, okay, so this is her first one. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And we forgot to say those credits, mm-hmm. like how they were seven, backwards. Seven yeah. did that in like 95, like backwards yeah. with their end credits. This one goes and opening credits are backwards. So you're like, am I supposed to read? Oh no, that's this guy's name backward. Like everything is really neat. Yeah. It was awesome. And, uh, what did you expect? I mean, you knew that this was a PI story. You didn't expect anything. You just went in cold and was like, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of sucks because like I was introduced to my camera, obviously from Stacy Keach and that's mm-hmm. what I know, but it was a more, it was a modern, you know, yeah. even though he still wore the fedora, know, this, yeah. the fedora suit kind of a situation, it was still in the eighties and stuff so it was like okay you know um but i really loved it i was pulled to it so i liked when going into this i was like i didn't realize that when she stopped the car and he almost hit her and he's getting pissed off at her at first i I didn't even realize that that was actually my camera i was just kind of like okay is this a situational thing like is she gonna use this guy to try and you know get away from what she's trying to get away from what's going on and then when they finally start talking and giving each other and she says, I saw your name from the registration, my camera like that. And I was like, Oh shit, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay yeah. then. And it's cool like, that, and you like detective stories, right? Like I've always yeah. loved private eyes, like, you yeah. know, Magnum PI, Simon and Simon, Matt mm-hmm. Houston, you know, Rockford files, like all those, like, I love, I always yeah. wanted to be a PI and nowadays like you don't need it. You buy software for your computer and you can spy on your girlfriend, you know, she's <laughs> looking up yeah. some guy's number, you figure it out. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, so that's what's good. The other thing is like a lot of driving. So I did notice like Quentin Tarantino thing would be like once upon a time in Hollywood was like driving shots of them just driving, which was cool. Some were mm-hmm. processed and some weren't in this. And uh, I put here uh, some great dialogue throughout, but, and this was later though, when, so, so then Christina and him are driving. She stopped, they stop at that gas station and he's like, she's like, Hey, can you mail this letter? He's like, sure. And I'm like, she didn't give him any money for a stamp. Like, is yeah. he gonna, and, um, and, but it's that cool little thing, like naturalistic, like, Hey, something's wrong. The car's pulling to the, pulling to the right. Let me pull in here. And he's like, pull into the right, check that tire. And the guy jacks it up. He's like, oh, it's its branch. And then puts a car down. And it's just like, yep. it's a little thing to get her there to send the letter and all this. But it's just this natural thing. It's cool. Yeah. Well, and for me, it was kind of weird, though, because, of course, I'm automatically already on like, okay, this is, this is a yeah. detective thing. What's going on here? Yeah, now, yeah. now that we know, and they got through the the police you know, they got through that little stopping and said, oh, this is my wife. She just fell asleep on me. Oh, okay, right, go through. And then he's, you know, and then all of a sudden he starts saying, oh, that's kind of pulling. I should, you know, pull off over here. I thought it was his excuse to get rid of her. 
to oh, dump yeah. her off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That there wasn't really anything wrong. He was just kind of like, oh, yeah. But, but when he said something to the guy and lifted it, pulled shit out, I was like, oh, okay, this is real. Okay. Yeah. Well, and him just being kind of irritated, like not like there's things that he did in this that I think could have been the director, could have been him. But it's that thing of just him playing it like I'm annoyed because I'm on my way somewhere. And now she has flagged me down and now I'm stuck with her. And then like later on, there's a part with him with a glass of milk. He's been drinking like booze, but he's drinking Mm. milk now after Nick gets killed because... I think his stomach is upset because he's like, oh, my God, this was kind of my fault. I had him investigating shit. I shouldn't have. I got him killed. It's my fault. Let me have some milk to settle my stomach. That's what I got out of it. It could have been him being like, I've been drinking with I think it's in the morning. I would have milk, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, but I like the part. So then all of a sudden it goes to um, them being, you know, pushed off the side of the road. And now they're captured and they're torturing her. The guy's got like a pair of, um, of, uh, oh, fuck. I have some in my garage. Uh, fuck. Anyway, some, uh, some like pliers, pliers but they're yeah. long, they're longer pliers. I can't think of the name of them. It's going to drive me nuts, but oh, well, speaking of driving me nuts, Jerry Reed was a guy in smoking a bandit from last week that we were saying that, yes. um, that guy reminded us of. Um, but so they're like pulling her, pulling her nails, pulling her teeth. I don't know what they're doing, but they're only showing her feet hanging off the table. Yeah. And then they put him, they knock him out, put him in the car and send him over the cliff. And you're like, holy shit. Like, wow. And it's done well where it just shows that guy's feet. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And what else is something? So I love film noir. It's one of my favorites. I think we talked about on the killers episode, but the thing with some of these are they all kind of blend together sometime not this one there's some that stand yeah. up above like this one the killers um you know the big heat like some major ones uh, out of the past yeah. but um so it's done well where then he wakes up and he's in the hospital and you're like okay and and it turns out when the cops are talking to him it was cool because it brought up the thing that um the um black uh what's his name the director writer director of monster squad uh shane black shane Shane black Black had samuel jackson in in uh, long kiss goodnight that's what his character would do was have his secretary sleep with the guys and then bust them and then have them pay and it was all an inside job yeah, that's what it turns out where he's like, oh, you have her do it. Well, what does he do if, you know, it's a girl? And then he's like, well, then he does it. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and that lieutenant's just like, no, I'll wait outside. Like, it's just kind of cool. Well, and that whole situation was funny because he's basically like, OK, well, we're going to do a question. And, you know, we're going to go back to the basics of questions. Every question that he asked Mike Hammer was <laughs> yeah. answered by the guy on his on the other side of him. Mike Hammer was quiet the whole time. Yeah. Like I thought he was supposed to be answering, but it's him. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it was funny where he was like, What's your name? His name is Mike Hammer. He's a PIO. You like the word? Yeah, I like the word. And um, so then he he tells her, it took a little bit of time, but then he tells Velda, like, no, we're done with this kind of job. 
there's big yeah. money in this investigation. I got to figure it out. And he goes to that house where Christina used to live. Mm -hmm. And so Christina's dead. He goes there. And this is where I put like the dialogue where he goes, Toe to shut up, would you? And the guy mm -hmm. looks at her and goes, Will you shut up? Like, he's right. Like, you're kind of like, yeah. just be quiet. And runs into that old man, like carrying stuff. He's like, You want help? No, I do it myself. I'm good. Okay. Like, kind of character development and just cool thing of like, No, I don't need your help. Like, normally it would be like, Let me help you. Here's the information I need. No, this is done more like, later on when he's leaving oh by the way if you were looking for that girl here's where she went yeah but now it's like is that guy did that guy get paid to lot you know to be like i helped her move because yeah that's interesting or no he helped lily move lily got put in the drink and then he yeah. then yeah, she took over yeah yeah yeah, she took over, uh, yeah yeah um but it was just cool like tell her to shut up would you yeah shut up um and then I put here the mechanic guy, Nick, is so cool and funny. Like, I loved <laughs> him. And I thought he was, um, fuck, Chip, why can't I think of his name? I thought of it while watching the movie. I thought he was the guy from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Tuco yes. from The Good, Man, and the Ugly. And then you see him more and you're like, oh, no, he's older than that. Like, okay. Um, ah, it's driving me nuts. But... Uh, are you looking it up or okay? You yeah, look yeah. it up while I let, uh the part when he gets in the new car and is going to take it for a drive. And this is what I was saying where Hammer's like, so they tell they call Hammer. Hammer's got that cool answering machine on the wall. You're like, that's state of the art 1955. Eli and Wallach. There you go. Eli Wallach. Thank you. My name was almost Eli when I was born. They were gonna name me Eli, and then they changed their mind. Um, I think it's because my mom liked uh, anyway, liked uh, a band called uh, Three Dog Night. They sing mm -hmm. a song called uh, Eli's Coming. Um, my dad said, no, let's name him after me because I'm all about me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. but then I'm surprised I wasn't named after Ricardo Maltabon because my, my mom always called him her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. You could have been called Con, and then whenever I'm trying to call you, I could be Con. Awesome. Um, so like I said, I like how just nonchalant about like like in a normal movie now, it mm. was so they call him and they tell him, Hey, we're sending you a gift tomorrow. He's like, Okay, and they like look out the window and you'll see that. And he walks out, really nice car. I didn't look up what kind of car it was. I don't think it's a this was before uh it looks like a Corvette, but it's not, yeah. but it looks like that, but it's really cool. And um, so he goes out and and the guy come to his house and the guy's like, you know, Nick's like, oh, a new scar. Oh, the keys are in it. Oh, let me. And you're going, oh, dude, no. Is he going to die? Mm. Oh, shit. Mm. And then he's like, hey, hey, no, no, no. And Nick's like, no. And he's like, no. And then he goes, in fact, uh, pop the hood. And he's like, OK. And he goes, no, check the other side. And he's like, is there a thing by the starter? Yeah, it's right here. Mm. And he pulls out the sticks of dynamite. And he's yeah, like, I'm like yeah. how does he not know that that's fucking dynamite when he's pulling out? I go, this? Like, oh, with big question mark on yeah. his fucking head. I'm like, seriously, dude? I mean, he's busy working on cars, Chip. He don't have time for oh, okay. TV. don't have time for movies. He's busy yeah. making his business. And 
so and then it's cool where he's like he's like i bet there's a second one while they're dry he's like oh yeah he's like yeah, i'm gonna start it now he's like are you sure you're gonna are you sure yes i'm sure and he starts it and he's like there's another one are you sure and then he finds he's like yep here it is i found it and mm-hmm. and then he just he's like but i'll give you the car when i'm done like it was free it was given to me i'll give it to you he's like oh sweet i get a car all right yeah. and that guy's his partner's like dude you're gonna you know Nick's partner's like, you're getting into trouble. He's like, I got a free car. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, you, you play your guitar. I will drive my car. Yeah. And then I put here and I might've skipped some stuff. And if I did, you jump in with your stuff. But the bad guy, when he meets a bad guy at his house, like mm-hmm. the second bad guy, like we said, Carl, where that uh, having the talk with him is so good where he's like, he's like having this, talk and it's a normal talk they're just talking but they know they're playing cat and mouse and then when he's like um he's like first of all my camera i put here that i agree with ian my camera is like badass in this and makes me want to go watch other my camera movies um the go ahead so so it was was it before this that he met the the girl or did he go to that apartment and meet the the or go to see the roommate yeah, no, it was, yeah, because he went to the house and he was like, tell her to shut up, would you? Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, yeah. no, that's when he went to her house. Then he goes to, then the old man's like, here's where I moved Lily. Yeah. And he goes to the house and she's got the gun on him. Yeah. She's playing the part perfect because I'm like, oh, shit. And later on, when that reveal comes, you're like, oh, my God, I would have done this. I wouldn't have checked. I would have been like, you must be Lily. Like, fuck. Well. Uh, and the thing was, is at the beginning, right when I meet, right when you meet her, mm-hmm. she starts talking and her mannerisms and everything. I'm like, she reminds me of a, of, of a other, another actress. I'm like, they gotta mm-hmm. be related or some shit or like, who is this? And I was racking my brain. It wasn't until the end uh-huh. where you see who she really is and the way she's talking and everything. I realized that her manners and like her, her slow speak and stuff like that. She mm-hmm. sounds exactly like Lorraine Bracco. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you rewatch it, like you'll be like, holy shit. Like she could have been her daughter, kind of a thing. Like Lorraine Bracco could have been her daughter. Like it was but, freaking. Yeah. I actually also, went to go look to make sure. <laughs> so it was. But also but, part of that, when you're saying it, makes me lead toward Amanda Plummer of like, what's in the box? Like, like, you know, like no, she did it's, with, it's like she did with the suitcase. Right. 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 Yeah. No, like, like even with Amanda Plummer, like, no. I was like, this is freaking me out once I realized yeah. we're in Bracco and I'm sitting here watching her talk. I was like, they sound exactly like it was yeah. freaking me out. I'll have to go look into some more Lorraine Bracco. She used to be my girl. I used to love her. And then I was like, oh, and then Maria Cachita Alonzo, I liked. Um, well, she was uh, the mother of, uh, on the old TNT TV show, the uh, Rizzoli and Isles. She was the mother of the main oh. character, Rizzoli. Uh, her and her brother were like cops or whatever and so it was so i was so used to watching her through that host like what was it four or five six seasons right whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So, so like you knew her voice I, yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, I haven't seen her since the clint eastwood the rookie like since mm. that like she was one of the bad girls with raul julia i think they were both bad people. Oh, okay. um but that um Part the part that got me with her, she would like talk kind of loud and kind of like you were almost like, is she not act? Is she a good actress? Is she not? Like it was that type. 
but yeah. it was really good. Um, and then um, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And then the, so then they talk to my camera. My camera's like, how much is it worth to you? And I love mm. how the guy's like, no, we're past that point now. No yeah. money. We're done. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, now what's he going to do? Because that's the whole reason why he's here is to be like, if I can find it, you know, what do you need? And they're like, no, you know something. But the truth is, I don't know anything. You know, I've, you know. Yeah. And the bad guy gets crushed by the mechanic. I mean, the bad guy crushes the mechanic. Sorry. Yeah. Read that out. Which was sad because he was like, okay, well, I'll yeah. be back. When I come back, you'll get the car. I just got to go drop some stuff off and yeah. purchase the girl. Yeah, he's like, and, and then we'll, the girl, we'll talk go, about yeah. where you went and you'll give me all your information. Yeah. yeah. And then Velda really doesn't want to sleep with all these guys. You see it earlier when he was talking about yeah. it. He's like, why don't you go back to that guy? And, you know, make back up with him. And well, and she's just like, all right, like, whatever. Like, so I put here, she, um, that she does it for Mike. Like, that's the only reason she would not do this, but she's so in love with him. Yeah. And I put, she is good. And I like her, like, I like her character and I like how she's, you know, and yeah, she's very much like, um, um, I'm blanking on her name, the, the mother of, uh, greatest american hero for uh oh from perry mason the original yeah, the real mom the real mom yeah 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 yeah, yeah i know yeah, the way she was for him is the Bella way she, street yeah is that her real name i don't yeah. know anyway um yeah uh see i can think of that name i can't think of fucking eli wallach <laughs> yeah. at least my brain's not gone i know della street um there's parts of it but so then, <laughs> so then they got, um, so then they got Velda, but it's that thing where he's like, forget about that. You don't, cause when he says you don't have to sleep with the guy, you watch her and she's mm -hmm. like, like happy, like, oh, good. And he's like, we're getting this for the money. We're going to make some money. And the thing is about this. So I saw this movie before, once before, mm -hmm. when I watched it before, it wasn't for a podcast. It was just because, oh, I got to knock this off my list. And sometimes when you do that, you're not fully into it. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm watching it and I was like, that was okay, I guess. I like to, I get the Pulp Fiction. Okay. You know, at the end, I was like, oh, well, that was cool. But that was it. Watching yeah. it this time, like so, so into it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is so good. Um, So did you notice, so they got Velda and the music that plays for a bit as he gets in his car is a little bit of twisted nerve when um when Ellie's walking down the hallway in the hospital do 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 they play some of that and yeah. I'm like and that's not even Quentin that would be the guy that did Quentin that did twisted nerve I think Bernard Herman must mm. have seen this movie and somehow that little and it's only for a little bit while he's getting in the car do 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 and I'm like why does that sound familiar I go what is that and I'm <laughs> writing my notes and I go oh he has twisted nerve so I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, but also now they got Velda. And so he shows up back at the gas station from the beginning. And he mm -hmm. asked that attendant, like, where, you know, where's the letter she gave you? Did you send it? And he's like, no, I was curious to who she sent it to. She's sent it to a guy named Mike. And he's like, oh, shit, send it to me. And I like how he's <laughs> the guy goes, what happened to your other car? And he goes, oh, the ashtrays were full. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh my god you sold it because yeah you weren't gonna empty the ashtrays you just got rid of it it's hilarious um 
But Mike is so then he goes back to his place. I love that. He's almost like a like he pulls that lamp down. It goes to a desk like I'm like, I need one of those hanging from the ceiling. And um, he's reading the note, doesn't even see the guy. And you see the guys. You're like, dude, there's a guy right there. Like, look out. And then he looks and then the other guy comes out and the other guy goes for two hours. I was fucking knocked out. And, you know, I've been I've been practicing and now I know how to hurt you <laughs> like you hurt me and yeah. thumps him over the head with a with a sap with a thing. And uh, yeah, Billy Club. There you go. A small one. A uh, some other name for anyway. Let's not get into that. But they do. So then they give him the sodium pentothal. Mm -hmm. And I love in any other movie you do true lies, sodium pentothal, you know, well, what's tell us the truth. Well, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to stab it. I'm going to kill that guy. Kill you. Kill this guy. He can talk totally normal. They give him sodium pentothal. He sleeps. He's supposed to mumble while he's sleeping Mm -hmm. and he's mumbling. They're like, we got nothing like (laughs) there's nothing because he doesn't know anything. Yeah. But it was done so well. And so then he he undoes his hand and he's waiting on that guy and he's like come here i want to want to whisper it to you the guy's like oh okay go ahead and whisper it and then he punches him and that's yeah that was when he hit the guy no that was earlier when at the pool house where he knocked that guy down but so he hits that guy and then ties him to the bed and then that guy that he knocked out for two hours comes in and he's like what's going on and then he sees him and he goes i'm just gonna fucking stab him in the side well what he did was Right. What he did was he 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 did the voice of the guy, yeah. And basically said, "Oh, he he's told he's us talking. all the yeah, he's talking. Go ahead and uh, finish him off like that." Mm-hmm. And then he just lets him walk in, and him not really take looking to make sure yeah. who it is, just stabs him. And yeah. It's just like, "Oh, good job there, buddy. You just killed your boss." Yeah, it was so cool. And then he jumps on the guy and beats up the mm-hmm. guy. And then Jack Elam is like, "What's going on? I'm trying to listen to the boxing match." Which yeah, was done so well, like the boxing match is playing, and just that all worked out so well. Um, I think that's why it worked out well is because he mimicked, he did the voice of the guy, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and faked the guy's voice. But because they're right next to the machine, yeah. it's like, oh, that sounded like the boss. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go in there. Yeah, and um, and it was cool too that they, I just some little thing that I liked of them having him tied down, mm. like on his stomach, like instead of on yeah. his back, like. In a way, I was like, that might work for if you're trying to get out. If you were faced up, you might do something to get out. I don't know. Just interesting. Well, not just like if you're on your back, you're going to like look around and try and think of, okay, what could I do to get out of here? What could I, you know, if you're sitting there and your face is down and you can't really get a good, you know, understanding of your surroundings. And so then he goes to the coroner and he Mm -hmm. goes to and he finds out like, oh, she swallowed it. And he's like, yeah, she did. And he's like, okay. And he goes to the coroner's office and the coroner's like, I got the key. I'll give it to you. But what are you going to give me? And he's like, here's, you know, say 40 bucks. He's like, no. And he gives him another 40. And then he's like, okay. And, and here's the smart thing to do. You grab the money, you put it in your pocket. Then you give him the thing. Cause if you notice later when he's talking Mm -hmm. to the guy at the hotel and he puts out the money or the guy at the gym, and he puts out the money and the guy won't take it and is like, no, sir, you. And then he shakes the guy up and takes his money off the counter because the guy should have took it, put it in his pocket. Yeah. Um, but so then he finds out she swallowed it and the guy won't give him the key. And my thing here that I wrote is uh, 
he's trying to hold out for more money. And it always cracks me up when a little guy tries to be the big man, but has mm-hmm. no plan. Like he was just like, no, I'm not going to give it. You're going to split it with me half. And he's like, give me the fucking key already. And he's like, no. And he goes to reach in the drawer and he fucking slams his hand in the drawer. And he's like, oh. which is awesome because right away, all I'm thinking is, um, well, that was his hand that he's holding the key. So that's his dominant hand that he's going to hand with. So you just yeah. slammed his dominant hand and he yeah. is a corner. That's yeah. his cutting hand. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you may have just fucked yeah. him up. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> so, old. He's ready for retirement. But oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but no, it's the thing where that part, the other thing was there. Strother Martin was in this. Did you see him? You might know him from all the Pace Picane commercials he was in. He's in some oh, okay. Peckinpah films and stuff. He's in The Getaway um, and uh, Wild Bunch. Um, so uh, I think Wild Bunch. Uh, yeah. And um, but so then he goes to so now he's at the gym. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he goes to the thing. He opens it up. He looks all the way down. There's a box covered in leather. Really cool. And because mm-hmm. I was like, I should look this up on eBay. I could probably get a replica box. <laughs> but here on my desk, it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Don't so he, open. T- he touches the box and he's like, oh, that's hot. Yeah, I'll see how many people want to open it. And uh, so he's like, oh, it's hot. And then he doesn't say it, but he makes the motion. And you're like, oh, shit. Now, how were well, you? He what? does turn to the guy and he says it, it is hot. Yeah, and he goes, okay. why? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. You know? So what were you thinking? You you had no idea too. Like me, I kind of knew because I saw the movie before and I can't think of how I felt when I first saw it. But I just remember like, what the fuck is in that? And you are like Amanda Plummer, like, what's in it? What is mm-hmm. it? Like, you don't yeah. need to know. Yeah, well, and it was, it was kind of the thing where like the moment that he opened it, and the light and the burn yeah, his wrist. I was yeah. like I was like what the fuck is something that could be that small to do that much damage that stays a sustained yeah you know heat at that all the time yeah but but can be protected by being in this case of leather like that makes no sense I'm like why isn't this thing melting <laughs> yeah 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 so, it looks like a wood case in leather like why is this not made of lead yeah. or something yeah, so super exactly. can't find it Yes, exactly. So then he goes back home and the lieutenant shows up and the lieutenant's like, what's, you know, what's going on? And he's like, you're not going to give it to me because you're holding out for money. But he's also like, I will need to get Velda. And he's like, if I give you the key, are you going to get Velda? No, you're not like I am. And so then they're like, well, we don't know. And so finally, he's like, here's the key. They go Manhattan Project, Los Alamos you know mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit plutonium okay and he gives him the key go ahead so then for me this is weird because of your connection to the movie we did last week and her death mm-hmm. i'm sitting here going well this is weird that they're talking manhattan project and oppenheimer came out yeah like yeah. it's just really weird that we pick a movie that's like got yeah, something that... directly to do with the manhattan project I'm yeah like, okay that's freaky i was thinking that too i was like oh my god how cool um so but when he's like he's like lily you know i was with lily and she ran away and they're like we fished lily out of the harbor over a week ago and this went out in big letters and this is how i said it oh shit like the exclamation mark. i was like i was like oh shit like i forgot and so when they said that that was that reveal where you're like oh that's cool like mm-hmm. it's so true like he was so 
focused on the end point where he didn't realize like, let me cover all my base, make sure this person is at and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, he, uh, and then as the Lieutenant's leaving, he's like, uh, you think you would have done any different if you had known? Cause he's like, I didn't know. And he goes, you think you would have done any different if you had known? And it was like, no, he would, he would still do the same thing. He's in it for the money. Yeah. He's like, he said, I'm a piece of shit. I do, you know, I'll go back to doing my shitty work. Um, well, and what sucks though, and what's funny when you think about it now, because you're finding out that this girl's an imposter. Yeah. You know, and he's all thinking that she's in danger to protect her. Yeah. She was never in danger because the real girl's already been dead. Like yeah. they already took care of her. Yeah. So you're sitting here going, okay, so all this running around with her yeah. and trying to protect her yeah. has just her. been for no yeah. fucking reason. Her her hiding where she's like, they showed up. So I hid in the basement when she's like, she's like, Mike over here. And he's yeah. like, Oh my God. So all of that of her with the gun at the door, like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. Her being like, I hid in the basement. No, she's just waiting for my camera to come back to then act the part and then him take her closer. And then when they got to the gym, she's like, I'm going to fucking skedaddle and go tell the boss. And we're going to come back here and find it and tear the door off and get in there. And uh, so then I put here, uh, Lily Gabrielle took the box with the help of the head guy of the bad guy, sorry, before the cops could get there. So then he tries to call and you see that guy's dead with his eyes open. Normally dead people just are dead. These ones have their eyes open. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, and Mike's trying to find Vel Velda. And while he is doing this, Gabrielle is asking the main bad guy, like what's in the box. And he's like, you don't need it. What's in the box? And she just holding it like what's in the box. And he's like, just, and he gives her the speech of like Medusa's head is in that box and you're, it's bad. And he gives her the thing of before he dies, uh, Cerebus uh, protecting hell of like, he wouldn't even tell you like, you know, it's that bad. And she just like, and he's like, you know, uh, he doesn't say, but well, maybe he does. curiosity kills a cat. But he also mm -hmm. said, like, you're like Pandora with the box and you can't help but open it. And and I'm thinking, like, what would I do? Like, I think of as my camera. I don't know if I would have just put it open just a bit. I might have flipped it open. What's in this thing? And I'm <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I might have done the same. right away when when you think about that thing, all I'm thinking about is Ark of the Covenant. I'm just yeah. like, okay, it's going to melt your face off. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And uh, And so then she's like, well, how does she, she goes to the guy. I forget what she said to him, the bad guy, um, well, the bad guy, which is she, doc, the doctor. Yeah. Cause she said that she wanted half and he goes, and he basically said, yeah, that's what you deserve. Oh you yeah. Half or whatever. Yeah. And, that's right. Yeah. And then she turns around with the gun and basically says, eh, how about all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then shoots it. And then he says, don't open the box. Like, yeah. and then he dies. And Mike well, and it's funny because he's 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 about to die, and he says, "Whatever you do, don't open the box. Let me tell you who you could take it to." And then he dies before he can tell her to take it. To. I think he said. I think he was saying. I thought he was saying that he said even if Cerebus, Cerebus wouldn't even tell you where to take it. I thought like he was saying like I'm not going to tell you like nobody would tell you. But oh, no, I thought right, it, I, maybe yeah, he did. the way I took it, I thought he was saying basically saying that, like he was going to tell her. Because it needs to go to someone safe. Right, yeah, it needs like, to. Because yeah, of what yeah. it is. 
yeah. like it needs to go somewhere specific yeah. and i was yeah. like waiting like is he gonna tell her like yeah what's going yeah. on and i was like he just fell over and i was like okay, okay never mind you're probably right um so then mike shows up and he's asking about velda and gabrielle's like well come and give me a kiss like give me a kiss and then she she shoots him and you're like, oh, fuck. And he falls over. And I'm like, I don't remember him dying. Like, I don't think he dies. And then while he is lying there, she opens a box. Don't open the yeah. box, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. And she opens a box and it she's just like screaming and catches on fire. And he runs out and he's like, Velda, Velda. And he runs like and again, runs around the corner. Like I'm thinking, I bet she's in that one door. But he goes past that to look for her. And then she screams from that door right by the other door. So then yeah. he goes back there and kicks the door in and takes her out. And they run See, out. At first, that's what I was kind of freaking out about because I was waiting for him to say, back away from the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. She's yeah. right on the door pulling it. And I'm like, if he kicks it or hits it, she's 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 knocked out. She's knocked the fuck out. Like, he's got to carry her. But again, yeah. but this is probably a Robert, Robert Aldrich thing. It, yeah. it wasn't a thing of like in a regular old movie of her just standing by the door and shaking the door lightly, like, help, help me, yeah. Mike. And him, you know, this was her like trying to pull it open, like yeah. physically, like really hard. And it was like, oh, that's that adds to the authenticity of like help. And like she's so freaked out and wanting out that if he did kick the door into her, she'd just be like, good, I'm free. Like, let's go. <laughs> But um, so then they run out. The house is on fire and exploding and doing all that. And it's got that cool sound, like whatever the sound is. Yeah, sounds well, like a siren was, and screaming at the same time while he's. Yeah, it was freaky because I was like, because of this, the the almost like, like in the beginning when she first started opening it and everything, I'm hearing what almost sounded like the snake speak mm-hmm. from from Harry Potter. Kind of a thing uh, so I was like, right. that's kind of freaky like those voices and everything but then as it like as they got out and the way that it, the light was coming out of the building i'm like this is gone all, all poultry guys yeah, yeah. yeah that's why that's why that guy was like i used to watch in a horror thing like you could see like this had become a horror thing like holy yeah. shit um and then the house explodes and they're okay in the water and everything's good hopefully they don't have hopefully you get his radiation treated on his wrist yeah, yeah. and uh, he'll be good um, the end homage is paid to the glowing suitcase MacGuffin in the 1984 cult film Repo Man. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that one, Chip. Mm-hmm. The film Ronin and in Tarantino's film Pulp Fiction. The shiny blue suitcase is mentioned with other famous MacGuffins in Guardian of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, uh, when the Ark of the Covenant in the film Raiders of the Lost Ark is open, the shot of Rene Belloc's face melting is directly inspired by that of Gabrielle opening the suitcase mm-hmm. and kiss me deadly grows $726,000 in the United States and 226,000 overseas film received the condemnation of the Kefauver commission, which accused it of being designed to ruin young viewers, a verdict that director Aldrich protested despite initial critical disapproval it is considered one of the most important and influential film noirs of all time. The film has been noted as a stylistic precursor to the French New Wave and has been cited as a major influence on a number of filmmakers, including Francois Truffaut, Jean-Luc Godard, Alex Cox, who did Repo Man, and Quentin Tarantino. 
1999, Kiss Me Deadly was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So that's the thing where recently, just today, I uh, retweeted a guy's tweet that uh, it was like, it was about French Connection, like how I talked about how they changed French Connection to not be offensive to blacks mm. when that's who Popeye Doyle was. And that's what the film was about. And that's what his character. And um, so it was that thing of if you're doing that, then you need the original. Like, don't take like, you know, don't take the fifth cut of it or, you know, something that yeah. the director didn't do that you did. Uh, reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, Critical Consensus reads, quote, an intriguing, wonderfully subversive blend of art and commerce. Kiss Me Deadly is an influential noir classic, end quote. So that's where also these film noirs, you see how the light and the shadows, like you probably first saw it with like Sin City was like black and white. And that's where Frank Miller got like that idea of like, like noir, like that's what his Sin City is. Film critic Nick Shager wrote, quote, never was Mike Hammer's name more fitting than in Kiss Me Deadly, Robert Aldrich's blistering nihilistic noir in which star Ralph Meeker embodies Mickey Spillane's legendary P.I. with brute force savagery. The gumshoe's subsequent investigation into the woman's death doubles as a lacerating indictment of modern society's dissolution into physical, moral, spiritual degeneracy a reversion that ultimately leads to nuclear apocalypse and man's return to the primordial sea with the director's knuckle sandwich cynicism pummeling the genre's romantic fatalism into a good into a bloody pulp remember me aldrich's sadistic fatalistic masterpiece is impossible to forget which is very true so in this movie did you see anything other than the briefcase that Tarantino might have been inspired then uh, liked or used in a film. No. I don't think so. Um like I said I heard that noise that song yeah. which he might have been like oh you know he might have caught on that if he was a big twisted nerve fan at the time that he watched this but twisted nerve came out in like 68 and you know but maybe he was like oh that's that music I'm going to use that music. Yeah. Oh I I did see a scene it was when uh, him and his, I guess, whatever she is to him, Mike Hammer's girlfriend, girlfriend uh, secretary more, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, secretary girlfriend. Uh, it was a conversation that they were kind of having where they're kind of kissing and talking and the way that they responded back and forth to each other felt mm -hmm. a lot like um, uh, Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis talking to his girlfriend. Very oh, lightly right. to yeah, each yeah. other, but like, but asking like, yeah, and go, uh huh, and that just yeah. kind of like an intimate, but yeah. you know, low conversation to each other. It, it that did remind me of that. Yeah, you wish you had a pot. I wish I had a pot belly like Madonna and look, Lucky Star. Yeah. <clears throat> um, our our rating on the our rating system here is one to five, which I wonder if we should change it. But I go by the letterboxed one to five, but um. My friend's podcast that I listen to, they're going um, one to 10. And it's like, that is a little, it's harder, but better where then you wouldn't hear me saying, I give a fast X a three and a half and I give nickel ride a three and a half. Like, and you were like, what the fuck? 
So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, you want me to go first or you go first? Your okay. Turn. I rate this movie five out of five. Uh, what do you give it? Uh, four. Uh-oh. Where yeah. did it, where, what, uh, what made it, you drop down? I don't know. It just, uh, it kind of, I liked it, but I was kind of just getting a little lost in it too much to where I was just kind of like, okay, get, get going. Get, oh, get. right. Like it was, it was, it makes more sense now because when you get to the end and stuff, you get, you find out that the girl was part of the bad guy type right. of thing. She wasn't the real girl or whatever, Yeah, but it just still to fill that piece in, like basically, you know, it, it, it was weird because the letter part, was good her saying here mail this letter because it had such a huge difference for the end like you, yeah it gave him the clue he needed yeah. but the rest of it was so much of why are we doing this like his his like even his uh secretary girlfriend or whatever kind of like what is this all about i don't know yet i gotta figure this out what's the big yeah. deal about it? i don't know i gotta figure this out i'm like he has no yeah. fucking clue and it just keeps going and going and going until finally like oh shit there's a key in her stomach well, this whole time. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> it's like, it's oh a thing God. where it's a thing where sometimes people say that like Batman should have more detective stuff in it because he is mm -hmm. the greatest detective. But then people go, well, don't give me too much detectiveness. But yeah. the thing that I liked about it was it was him going here, him going there, him going there, where in a normal movie, maybe nowadays it would be two of those steps would be cut out. And it would yeah. be like, oh, I went to this guy. This guy told me that he had a key and she swallowed a key and I figured it out, you know, or the coroner was like, I got a key, whatever. And yeah. I liked that it kind of did that where it was more realistic. I liked all the stuff in it. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to talk you up to four and a half. But you gave <laughs> killers a five, right? You like killers a lot. Yeah. yeah the killers. Um, would you buy this movie, rent it or find it for free? Rent it. Yeah cool yeah we saw it on internet archives i i mm -hmm. think it's archives.org um i keep typing in internet archives and it doesn't pop up and archives.org um yeah. but uh saw it for free but i would definitely buy this like it was good and i and i like ian would be like oh i'm gonna revisit this like i love the acting in it i love the character you know nick as a character was cool like that old man was cool like you know it was, it was yeah. good um, you want to know, uh, you ready for Phil's film favorite of the week? Uh-huh. Not really a film. No. But it's a TV show, and it's on uh, Peacock, and it's called Twisted Metal oh, 2023. Yes, this thing, when I saw the trailer, like there's a trailer that doesn't make it look as cool as it is. Mm. And so you're like, nah, okay. I'm like, all right. And my wife's like, that looks funny, because she laughed at the, you know, no, it's something better than two ply three ply and you're like <laughs> and then you get into it and it's i was sitting there watching it and i'm like this is like smoking the bandit on steroids like oh, because yeah. i'm like what are they going to do for the second season like we're not done yet we're on episode i think eight is coming up probably this morning we'll watch it mm -hmm. but it's really fucking good like they got good characters in there you know, mm -hmm. before I wasn't sure I like Anthony Mackie, but maybe not my superhero movies. He's OK, yeah. but um, he's really good in this. The girl from uh, nine, 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 Brooklyn, nine, nine. She's mm -hmm. in it. She's cool. And then the guy that plays Sweet Tooth, 
is voiced by uh Nick, not Nick, Will Arnett, but mm. his body is like because she and that's something else. This is how I talk so much. We talked about it last week. I'm being better today. Chip, Chip was it was really good today. We had a good discussion. But mm. I'll be like, oh honey, that's Will Arnett. And she's like, uh, and she's on her phone doing whatever. And then two days later, or a day later after watching it, she's like, we start to watch another episode. And she's like, you know that that's Will Arnett. And I go, yeah, I know. Not his body, but his voice. I go, I told you that. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to just babbling. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, what's this Walker, Texas Ranger? That's so-and-so. And she's like, okay, whatever. Mm. So that's my pick. I haven't finished it, but it's really good. And I'm hoping that, like, I don't know what they're going to do on the second season or if this is going to be a big, long thing. I don't think so, because it's like you have a mission, go from California to here. And me, I only played the video game once. I think you mm. maybe played more. Mm. So you might get some of that where, like, they went into this one place to get what they needed in Chicago. And it was yeah. this hallway that looked kind of spooky, but the girl's like, this is really cool. Like, I'd love to have a moat. I'd love to be the, and then all of a sudden there's a speaker box that talks to him. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh, are you Cyrus? Like you must be Cyrus. And then the voice, he's like, I've heard all about you. And the voice kind of says something. And he's like, he's like, ah, that's a yes. And it's just something where I know that that was probably a shot from the game. That would be a speaker box talking to you, you know, or whatever. So well, the game itself is pretty much just you in cars driving all over the place and ramming into each other and trying to destroy each other. Yeah, there was yeah. no really getting out of the car and going yeah. into buildings or anything like that. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't know. I honestly didn't know how they were going to turn this into. Yeah. Show. Well, I was, yeah, I was it, confused. It's <laughs> got more character development. I don't think your wife would like it unless she knows it's over the top. So if there's blood, it's going to be. But, yeah. you know, Sweet Tooth is pretty vicious. He's cutting yeah. off arms and legs and oh, and um, but it's really cool. But then it goes back to show where Sweet Tooth came from, like as mm -hmm. a child. And so you're just like, oh, neat. So it's just really neat. And then, you know, Thomas Hayden Christensen or Thomas Hayden Church. I always yeah. wanted whenever I was for a long time until this morning, I was like, honey, he's got another name. I keep wanting to say Hayden Christensen. But it's Thomas Hayden. It's Hayden Church. What's the first? She goes, Thomas. I go, OK. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's really good, guys. Check it out. It's on Peacock. Um, so come back. Oh, and by the way, so I talked about Fast X. It's coming, mm. I think, September 15th or some sometime soon. It'll be on Peacock. You guys can watch oh. or Paramount Plus. One of those. Watch it there. No, thank you. You can have a good old time. It's fun. You drink every time something ridiculous happens. You'll be drunk by the first 10. ten. <laughs> no, yeah. No. All right. Yeah. So, so you ready to tell them what's coming up? Yeah. Come back next on August 25th, day before my birthday, for... Madman from 1981. All one word, Chip. Madman. So this is not very um, unique, uh -huh. but all it says is a legendary psychopathic murderer stalks a summer camp. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, but Quentin, ooh. Quentin likes it, so maybe it's a, maybe it's a good thing. Um, there is a trailer, so let me play you a trailer, and then I'll tell you where you can find it. Many strange things happen around. 
He was a farmer, wife and two children. We used to live in that old house behind those trees. For no apparent reason, we'd stalk, raving mad. He walked into his bedroom. The bodies of his wife and children have never been found. And if he hears you call his name, he'll come for you. Come and get us, madman! You can find it on Voodoo for free with ads, Tubi or Pluto with ads, or you could buy a chip on uh, YouTube for a dollar. I mean, rent it for a dollar or wow. buy it for $2 on YouTube. <laughs> buy the movie for $2. Um, wow. Or you could buy it on Apple TV for $7.99 um, or rent it for $3.99. So you might just want to buy it on YouTube <laughs> for $1.99. Um, or rent there but um yeah so there you go you can buy it or rent it on youtube apple tv voodoo or alamo the alamo website so there you go everybody oh yeah chip what's it oh yeah you said what it said about in a way yeah yeah that's all that i do I mean, it was basically the um plot for uh you know for pretty much every yeah yeah it's like yeah it was plot for friday 13th yeah. um although that was good have you seen friday 13th yes. the original yes and it's the mother and you're mm -hmm. like oh shit it's the mother of the child awesome. which i was very confused because i think i saw other ones first oh yeah i saw the original and then when i went and saw the original i went what <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i could see that um, something else we talked about last week, which was weird because then I got weak and I bought something. So I told Chip, I go, there's a movie called Thriller or they call her One Eye. Thriller, a cool, cruel picture or they call her One Eye. It's a Swedish film. It's like a revenge picture where they like stab her eye out and rape her and stuff. I've seen it once. And I remember I was like, yeah, it's weird. It's not really good quality, but better than the nickel ride on YouTube. And um. So I was like, well, we're not going to do it because it's nowhere streaming. And then the other day I'm on eBay last night and I found it for cheap. And I was like, okay, I got to buy this. So I bought it. So it's coming. So I'm going to add it to the list. And if it comes up, then I'll just ask somebody to be on the show and talk about, uh, they call her one eye. Mm -hmm. So it's uh pretty cool. And, uh, what else we got chip? Oh yeah. Mad Men. Yeah. I said 1981 is when it's from. So yeah, it's height of the slasher films. And that might have been, I don't think so, but because then Quentin worked for like a distribution company that he would go out and be like, we got this new movie coming up and the video stores would be like, okay, we'll take it. Hmm. 
But anyway, Chip, you got anything to say before we leave? No, I think I'm good. Tell him to shut up, would you? Yeah, shut up, Chip. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Bye-bye.